Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? March 14th edition of the Fightful MA podcast. Yours truly, Showdown Joe, at Showdown Joe on social media. Joe Ferraro as your host here. Back from a vacation with the family. Pleasure to be joined by the one and only Elias Theodora. UFC middleweight. Make sure you do follow him online at Elias Theodora. Elias, what's going on, my man? Thank you, brother. Doing fantastic. I am, for all those that are wondering, in Toronto. So I'm a local, one might say. But only for the day or two because I'm actually flying out tomorrow to Calgary. For, um, to reprise my commentary roles as Hard Knocks commentator. Nice. Did you miss me? I miss you all the time. But uh, yes, no, uh, uh, glad to have you back and glad to be in the swing of things with you, my man. Just, I'm, I'm completely, well, I'm not sunburned as much anymore, uh, but I'm going through that, I guess you could say that, cover yourself up with cream as much as you can stage because I'm peeling left, right, and center. I don't have that skin uh, like my significant other and my son, thankfully, who's just, who caught a beautiful tan swimming nonstop while we were down there. But uh, yeah, this guy burns. I think I'm the only Italian on the fa- or of Italian descent on the face of this planet that burns. But uh, I feel good. Feel good. Like missed missed my MMA stuff. Missed all the uh, crazy stuff that went down, especially with what went down uh, in Brazil. Lots to talk about from that card there. Did you have a chance to watch it? Yes, sir. Of course. Well, we saw the main event. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, it kind of flew under the radar. Uh, I, I was hoping to catch sure. it while I was down in uh, in the Mayan Riviera, but uh, they weren't showing this one. I'm sure if it was a pay-per-view. Uh, what they were showing a lot of, and we'll talk about a little bit later on, uh, I was sitting in my room, and you know, you've got about 35, 40 channels uh, to watch television, and about eight or nine of them were in English. Uh, and there was ESPN, but there was an ESPN in Spanish, and my goodness, what do I see pop up on the screen? But Conor McGregor um, and Floyd Mayweather, and we'll get to that in a moment, but I do want to focus on this Brazil card, and the main event, Vitor Belfort uh, takes on Kelvin Gaslam in you know, a minute, uh, or one round, three minutes, 52 seconds. Uh, Belfort looked okay, and then Kelvin just said, no, we're done. Uh, it's time to change things up here. Landed those Chris jabs, and, and then next thing you know, it was lights out for Vitor Belfort. Yep. I 100% agree, um, both in the sense of Conor McGregor and Floyd sucking up all the oxygen. And then, obviously, with the fight that you just mentioned, it showed a real change into the guard. Kelvin looks amazing at 185 pounds. 
Uh, and uh, he defeated a, uh, a gatekeeper in the, the middleweight division. So two things I want to ask you about Vitor Belfort. You mentioned he's a gatekeeper. Uh, number one, before the bout, he mentioned something that we've been talking about here for a long time uh, at Fightful MMA is the fact that, you know, I, I'm personally tired of the way some of the matchmaking goes down. And it peaked when, when, when BJ Penn took on Yair Rodriguez. And I said, you know, th- th- there comes a time when guys were at the top and, you know, their, their careers are winding down. They still have some fight left in them. Uh, but enough's enough. Let's, let's make this matchmaking uh, more fair. And, and Belfort came up with an idea called the, the 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 league of legends now it's it's getting someplace and people are hating it some people are okay with it some people want to see it in essence uh shorter rounds bigger gloves no elbows no knees uh, and a bit longer time frame maybe a minute and a half in between rounds uh do you like this idea for the fighters you know quote-unquote aging fighters yeah no totally uh, the idea of a master division it makes total sense but uh let's not take away from what the elephant in the room is he's a deflated um, 50 year old surfer without his Mexican supplements. Uh, there's a, a league out in Japan where he could be brand new. Um, so if it's a case of, uh, you know, all the respect to the Vitor, I, I, he's a champion and he's definitely a part of that. You know, um, even he, he's, he's the kind of fighter who has reinvented himself many times over. One might say for particular reasons that we're helping, but. Um, I, 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 nothing but respect. I, I understand what he's trying to say. He doesn't want to stop fighting, but there's no way he can necessarily compete with someone like Kelvin, who's on the upswing, uh, who's new and young and, you know, replacing him. He's a little bit slower than he used to be well, a lot. Um, and again, this is coming from a person that, uh, TRT tour is my favorite fighter ever. So yeah. Um, TRT tour. <laughs> he did met now uh he mentioned that after this fight here he's going to have one more fight left in the uc before he retires and i thought to myself i wonder if elias would entertain that option is that, is that someone that you would consider competing against or do you still have your mind on the fact that you know maybe it is dan kelly or, or rashad evans you'd like to take on next no all three of the all three of the above why not why definitely not um even again it, it's the issue of are you fighting a legend is he now two uh oh and two or is he 0-3 in the last little? How many losses has he had? So that's where the weird thing happens. But those those guys are definitely three people I would all like to fight. Yeah, Vitor is 0-3. Um, you know, his last win was against Dan Henderson in 2015. Uh, he subsequently lost to, to Jacare, Gigard Musashi, uh, and now Kelvin Gasolum. Uh, I personally, uh, I like the matchup with you and Vitor only because uh, you know it's it's it's. You add a legend to your resume if you defeat him. Uh, he's always dangerous. I mean, he's a southpaw. He's mm-hmm. still very, very explosive. Uh, but I believe his chin is not the same as it was you know, a while ago. It's like the Chuck Liddell uh, syndrome from a while ago. The chin is is going to go. The speed's there. The power's there. The body just can't take enough. And, you know, if mm-hmm. Kelvin can take him out, I'm wondering if Elias Theodore mm-hmm. can also do the same. Yes. True. Yes. And uh, we were talking about the body again. The body's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? But uh, no, all, all, all respect, respects do. Um, uh, you know, he, him and Rashad, who's also on a, a two-fight skid, um, they are former champions. They are people that I respect. They are people that brought me into this sport as both fan and as a fighter. So it'd be an honor to fight either one of them. Um, on the opposite side, you have someone like Dan Kelly, who is on a four-fight win streak, and that doesn't happen often in the middleweight division. So uh, those are three guys I would love to fight. Um, and then from there, you, you have to start taking a look at who's free and who's also, uh, you know, if not on the, the top 10, uh, very 
close uh, in the sense of, you know, top 15 uh, or whatever. I'm liking that red. Is that a couch behind you or is that a pillow? It is a couch. <laughs> it's pretty uh-huh. dapper, Elias. I like it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so is the shark painting that matches. Oh, it does. Yeah, good call. Good call. Did it you paint does. it? Right there, paint right that there. to be honest. No. No. But it's not my place. Well, that's right. You're at a friend's house. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. Hey, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned you're going uh, going to do your your color commentary. We'll we'll get to the co-main event from the Brazil show in a moment. Um, I think before I left or while I was down uh, in Mexico, uh, obviously, you you know, I I follow your your Instagram. Uh, You were – wait, did you go to Disneyland? Oh, I think Elias' microphone uh, just – he may have muted himself. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me? Cool. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I went to Disneyland um, with the girlfriend. Um, and uh, what do you so. Oh, we may have lost the lies again. I think he's uh, Can you hear micro- me? yeah, I got gotcha. you. Cool, yeah, no. So, um, basically, I went to uh, Disney- Disneyland as part of um, part of one second. Yep, no worries. Yeah, the video's gone for a moment. The audio's coming in. Welcome to modern technology, ladies and gentlemen. This happens. But I did notice Elias uh, over on the uh, on his Instagram uh, with the misses, and I just wanted to make sure that you know while he was over at Disneyland, he didn't get arrested because uh, he loves to have fun out there. If uh, anyone's ever been to Disneyland or Disney World, I'd like to know. Hit me up at Showdown Joe because it's somewhere I want to take the family. Uh, I actually uh, I have a vision board to my left, and I actually have a big, huge. I've got that Disney cruise ship. Uh, people say vision boards are for you, but vision board for my family as well. I love to take my family on the Disney cruise. Uh, but Elias, being uh, having gone to Disneyland, I need some tips, and I want to know what's up. Well, so basically, Disneyland is obviously the happiest place on earth. Um, there's not much alcohol, which kind of takes away from that, but it's neither here nor there. Uh, so the key is to basically, no, I'm kidding. Um, you know, I had, I had a blast walking around, uh, walking around Disneyland, uh, with the girlfriend on, I think it was the Monday. It was a beautiful day. Um, and, uh, you know, started talking to my fellow beige Disney characters and had some fun with it. I didn't get arrested, like you said, because, you know, I'm, you know, there's no alcohol. Tarzano, Tar- yes, yes, exactly. And Tarzan here is very, very uh, persuasive. So, um, although last time I was there, I did almost get kicked out. Uh, not really kicked out, just they told me to like leave the situation because there's a marching band at some point. And I basically had my extra large drink and started playing it as a flute. And hope no one photoshops this. But um, basically, it's a fun time. Uh, Mustang. When I was down there, threw down like had the uh, convertible. I uh, just drove around Hollywood uh, doing different meetings with uh, the top down low and sun in our eyes. When you hit Hollywood, and I know I'm asking this question because of my own experience when I travel around the world. Uh, there are some cities that I'm kind of like, nah, and then there's some locales and cities where I'm like, this is me. I could do this. I could, I could live here. When you see Hollywood uh, and all the stuff around there, is that something you could do or is it you're just like, nah, it's just I'm here for a bit, gone now? No, 100%. It's it's like 25 degrees in the first week of March. And there's literally a bunch of different um, opportunities, especially in my case, I guess, possibly. The idea to play pretend for a lot of money. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, fuck. I love money. Everyone loves money. 
So let's go do that. Um, and also the sun, uh, more importantly. And specifically with California, there's almost something tangible in the air. You can't quite taste it. You can't quite feel it. But there's something in the air that kind of is an interesting thing. And, of course, a lot of it has to do with me running around um, trying to, quote, unquote, make it in any different sphere that I am. So uh, there's definitely a romanticization of just the, you know, the chase, the hustle. Uh, and it was a very amazing, um, uh, what do you call it, visit to L.A., both uh, for the fun that I had with my girlfriend, but also the, um, the, the different projects I'm working on. Good. That's awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll get to your projects perhaps later on or, or another time here. You said there's something in the air. Well, there's something in the air in Brazil uh, from Ritsu Shogun Hua who put on, um, I wouldn't say a masterful performance, but a damn good showing against John Volante. I was definitely impressed uh, with his patience and is just waiting and waiting until the opportunity came uh, to finish him off in the third round. I was impressed with Shogun. What about yourself? No, definitely impressed, uh, but you know, masterful might not be the word. It's more of a very true Shogun-esque. It's very prideful. You know what I mean? It's a very pride um, performance, pride-like performance in the sense that, and that's what Shogun does. He, he, for the last, you know, almost like I say three, four years, he's won two, lost one, won one, lost two. You know what I mean? Like, but with, I'm not taking anything away from him. It's a, a huge fight against someone who's on the upswing, John Volante. Um, a tough SOB. I've trained with him uh, down in New York. I know uh, his desire to win and his desire as an athlete to push himself forward. And it's a huge opportunity for Shogun, again, who is like dad bod central. Like he, he's in many ways not necessarily the picturesque of a, of a, a professional athlete. Um, and you have even, even someone like John Volante, who is not ginormous, not completely vascular and, you know, muscular, overly muscular. But um, he is an athlete who's been wrestling for X amount of years, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think Shodan showed that, uh, what's it called? He's, you know, uh, got enough more fight in him. He always has more fight in him. But I think the, the overall question would definitely be, is he, is he too tough for his own good stuff? I think it's just funny that yeah, I don't think you realize it. You called him Showdown. And I want to say that ah. so many people have called me Shogun Joe, Showtime Joe, Showdown Joe. I'm like, just call me Joe, man. I, I understand the Showdown Joe, Joe brand and, mount, and moniker. But yeah, no, I've been called Shogun Joe more times than, than you can. If I had a dollar for every time I got called Shogun Joe or Showtime Joe, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'd probably be living somewhere in, in Hollywood. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. Edson Barbosa. I think John Annick's call was was perfect when he said another um, – Another highlight for the reel, I think, was the actual quote. But the way he yelled it and screamed, it was fantastic. Edson Barbosa, flying knee uh, to Benil Dariush. I mean, what a, this this kid is fantastic. Doesn't win them all, but when he wins, my goodness, does he put on a show? Yep, and especially he's doing what he needs to do. Uh, put himself forward a little bit, like you said. He doesn't win them all. Um, he's a he's definitely a top ten always, uh, especially while he's in his prime like this. Um, whether it's uh, up to the fifth, up to the third, you know what I mean? And then losing someone like Frankie or something like that. Like, well, I mean, we wouldn't fight Frankie because I think they're training partners. Yeah, they're training partners. But, yeah. um, exactly. So, but you know what I mean? Like someone like that, where it's like, um, you know, he, he'd win a couple, a bunch, and then he would lose someone to someone like Tony Ferguson, who's at the, the cream of the crop right now. I think he, he can definitely stand with the top five uh, in the 155 division. Amazing, um, amazing finish. Um just a thought. Like, I don't want to be rude about it, 
but it, like they're both both uh, Darius and him are very religious. Um, but it's very interesting to see like one who knocks someone out, thanks God, and then the other one who gets knocked out, thanks God. It, it it's just confusing. It's just it's just my observation. Um, you know me well enough. I'm not following <laughs> up with that. But no, but, but again, you're right. Uh, it's just no, a thought I hear, I hear exactly what you're saying. It's it is. It, it, you know what? You're bang on, and I I completely understand. Uh, listen, um, it, to each their own. I, I totally get it. Exactly. I 100. I'm I'm being respectful as I can. Um, and it's just interesting. Like, a, I don't know. Just just a thought bubble. Love it. I know. No, I absolutely love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, also on the card, like, by the right way, after the fact, right. Like right after the fact, like knockout. Thank you, Jesus. The other one, thank you, God, for uh, giving me the strength to move forward. And, uh, and, and both of them, it's true so much to the to the core. And and you got to respect the idea of, um, you know, a desire of a higher power, especially if you if you um, are doing it for a you know a just cause, whether it's you know charity. And not saying that any of them don't do that already. Um, it's just interesting the idea of combat sports for. Yeah. Yeah. No. Listen. It, 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 whether it's it's God, Allah, Yahweh, the universe, whatever divine being, Buddha. Yahweh. There's an original one. There you go. Yeah. You know. It, to me, it's 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 as long as you live a good life, as long as you're a good person. Yep. Thumbs up from this guy here. Stop. Uh, thumbs Same up from Ray Borg, Stop, by bro. the way. What's that? Boom. Well played. Well played, sir. There you go. Uh, not my first rodeo when it comes to that topic. Um, no. No. <laughs> Ray Borg defeats Husia Formiga, or Juicia Formiga, for those that want to use the J, uh, in, in a fashion where it was like people thought Ray Borg had no shot in this fight, and they, now he goes and defeats a top contender, but it's a division that's owned by Muddy Mouse. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, the, the only person that's going to beat Muddy Mouse, in my opinion, is Father Time. So I don't know what Ray Borg is going to try and do and get a title shot, but I mean, this is a division owned by one man. No, it's very true. And they have, like, again, who's the, who's Mighty Mouse fighting? Uh, what's his face? Wilson right? Heist. Who's on the undercard? Yeah, who and I know it was, I know of him. Um, what's it called? No offense to him. It's just uh, unfortunate uh, that fighters don't, um, not fighters, uh, fans don't really uh, give credit where credit's due because they want to see 500 pounds of man just collide into each other. Um, but with that being said, it, it, it allows uh, Mighty Mouse, and he's, he's had an interesting conversation, I think, on the MMA, MMA Hour recently. I think it was there. We're basically talking about the idea of drama and, 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 and some of that, you know, that Cash Me Outside girl where because of all the, the, the followers that she has, she's certified and it'd be one of the top pay-per-view fights of all time, which, again, talks about the bigger issue of what competition in general is and what the kind of desire um, it's feeding. It's feeding our natural competition. It's feeding our tribalism. It's feeding our ability to compete with each other without going to war. But um, the point being with Borg, um, as we saw in Star Trek, we can rebuild him and make him better. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Futile. Yeah, I was a Trekkie. Uh, I still enjoy it every so often. New generation, uh, or next generation, excuse me. Uh, Mary Renault takes on Betch Correa and a majority decision. I, I, I didn't you know, not that I didn't care for that fight. I was like, all right, next. Um, Alex Oliveira taking on Tim Means in that rematch. Uh, Oliveira pulls off that submission. Uh, I don't know. If, I mean, Tim Means was caught. Let's be honest. He was caught, but uh, he wasn't fighting it much. I thought he would give it a bit more of a fight. But uh, good on good on Cowboy for winning this fight in his home, t- in his home c- country. Yep, very much 
pretty much the case, especially with um, uh, Tim uh, going into that fight, kind of saying, you know, taking the knee, uh, kind of like Im- implying that he, he chickened out or, you know, he, he didn't fight it out, where he definitely fought it out and won. Uh, I want to ask you a question before I, I tackle two fights here that happen, or maybe three fights that happen here on the prelims. Uh, have you ever gone surfing? Yeah. Yep. I used to, I used to be a semi-pro skateboarder. So uh, anything on a board, anything okay. on a board I can do. All right. So I'm an idiot. Um, have you ever done the surf simulator? Yep. Yep. Of course. Have you ever gotten whiplash and a concussion doing a surf simulator like yours truly did about four days ago? No, no, I have not, Joe. <laughs> so I'm you saw the, okay. <laughs> you saw the picture of my Instagram with with the the instructor. Okay, Joe, you got to come to the center, right? Right mm-hmm. before that. Uh, so what I did is I captured it from a video. And what I might want to do is do all take all the videos of my epic wipeouts and put them all together and kind of do like a collage. Yeah. Uh, the third wipeout or the third time I went on there, I wiped out so hard. I had to show it to my chiropractor yesterday uh, and he just looked at it and he just looked at me and he started laughing. He's like, you do realize that this was your second injury in a row, two vacations in a row. And I completely forgot that the year before, two years before, my son was extremely ill uh, in St. Lucia to the point we almost had to fly him to Barbados because his fever was so high. We broke the fever. Everything was fine. The fifth day of the seven-day vacation, he was fine in the water. He was much younger. He was three or four at the time. And he just wanted Daddy to play Superman in the water. Superman basically means you just <laughs> dive and you just float in the water. To him, that, that was the greatest thing ever. Well, there was a wave in the pool that brings you to one side of the pool. Didn't pay attention. So I did Superman, and I was like, you know what? I just want to just dive all the way through. Didn't realize how close I was to the wall. Smacked the wall with my skull. Hurt my neck. <laughs> so I hurt my neck. Cut my head open. Hurt my neck. I was in rehab as soon as we landed back in Toronto. <laughs> and then this trip here, I'm surfing. Uh, I catch a pretty big fall. Third time I was on the board to the point where my legs went underneath me and I smacked the back of my head. It was whiplash. It was basically whiplash. And as it whiplashed, all the water rushed and I got lifted up and carried to the top. Ten minutes into a one-hour lesson. You think I'm paying that kind of money and not finishing off that lesson? I'm finishing off that lesson. You know, my dad didn't raise a bitch, if you know what I'm saying, or, or, or I shouldn't have said that, mm-hmm. but, you know, my dad didn't raise a, a soft guy. I start doing that. The seventh time I'm on there, Elias, I take a massive flip. The water this time lifts me in the air to the back wall where, bang, I smack my head, instant headache, minor concussion, still have 25 minutes to go. And I get on there, I get on there, I start doing it, and they're, 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 the, the, the Mexicans are like, dude, who are you? Like, you're crazy. Like, this is nuts. By the end of it, they were Loco like, homes. yeah, loco, you're on your own. You know what you're doing. By the end of it, I was, I was by myself. I was surfing by myself. I'm like, I could have did this for an hour as opposed to 10 minutes of doing this by myself. But uh, I just want to know if you ever, I mean, in, in terms of surfing, you, if you wrote a board, a skateboard, I'm sure you've had some epic falls. Oh, yeah. No, I broke my hand, two breaks, four fractures, uh, doing a um, uh, what's called a handrail. And basically, yeah, same idea. I was doing like kind of like a spotlight for a old defunct, um, uh, what do you call it, local magazine. And then uh, first try, fell, slipped, broke my hand, uh, didn't want to look like a punk. So uh, I ended up kept on doing it, landed it. I uh, didn't actually go to the doctors for like six months because I was like, no, that's oh. fine. So it healed, broke, and they had to smash it open again. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing we're talking about, so snowboard, surfing, skateboarding, they all, they're, they're a different direction in regards to you're going parallel with the board. Um, paddle boarding, you actually go perpendicular. And it, it doesn't make any sense to me because my whole life I've been going, you know, with the surfboard. Where this, you kind of stand in the middle. So I can't do a paddle board for the life of me. And um, I think it wasn't last time, the time before that. But one time in uh, L.A., I was actually on the paddle board trying to, like, work, like, figure it out. And, like, my coach Lachlan and my friend Kuro, he, they were just laughing at me. Because, I, like, I couldn't, like, literally 10 seconds on, I'm like, uh, boom, and I fall. I felt like a hundred times over the course. By the end of the night, I couldn't get it because it doesn't make any sense to me. It's the opposite direction. But the ironic, the, the funny thing in regards to the story is the whole time um, they were filming La La Land, right? It was right at the pier of like some scene. So I'm falling and just fucking Ryan Gosling just laughing at this fucking long haired idiot kid. So I actually <laughs> saw Ryan Gosling. <laughs> so he just, he watched me just fall. And I'm like, ah, shut up, fellow Canadian. <laughs> Yeah, so I embarrassed myself in front of Ryan Gosling, but he doesn't know. He doesn't care. He knows who you are now. If he's a UFC fan, he knows who you are now. I'll tell you one thing, though. Snowboarding and yours truly do not get along because five years ago, um, I attempted to snowboard for the first time. I'm not a skier. I can't ski if my life depended on it. I got great skiing stories for you. But I tried to snowboard, and four straight times, same spot, same part of the mountain, up in the air, just falling nonstop. They came down with the, what do you call it? The emergency schedule. Yeah. The fourth yeah. time I looked at the guy, I said, if you even come near me with that thing, I, I, I my, all my friends are now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On there and the guy's like are you showdown joe i'm like you have to get the hell away from me do not no, it's shogun, joe. shogun joe i'm like do not come near me and i i halfway down the mountain with the board and the boots i walked all the way down and to this day it's been five years five or six years i think i still have a bruised tailbone a damaged tailbone to the point where i'm on flights anything more than two or three hours i gotta stand up walk around and just kind of like you know, i'm that loser that has that that I, I bring it with me. I never use it, but it's that donut. You're going to blow it up when you're on the plane so you can sit on it like a loser. I'm like, no, I'm not pulling this thing out. But yeah, I, 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 all I do is I get injured, man. I just want to have fun. I just want to have fun that. without getting injured. Is that is that wrong? Or like, I don't understand. Girls just want to have fun. I you're, hear you. you're a modern day Cindy Lopper. I am. I'm a modern day Canadian Cindy Lopper. All right. Uh, real quick. Uh, Michelle Prezeris takes out Josh Berkman. I, I, I mean, I've, been, I've said it before. I think Josh Berkman, he says he's not going to, but I think Josh needs to hang up the gloves, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I can understand it. 
Um, but again, it becomes this issue of when do you tell someone it's their time to finish, um, especially when you talk about the financial aspect. But I hear you totally. Um, he's not won a fight, what, in three, three, four fights? Like, how many How many is this with him? Or he's like, you know, one out of four? One out of six. One out of five. Uh, one for five. And he has a no contest against uh, Hector Lombard because um, Lombard tested positive for anabolic steroids. Um, yeah, no, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. So uh, whether it's uh, after this one or sometime soon, if you can't get a couple of wins under his belt, uh, your point, it's, it's definitely a point being there. Um, no one wants to get hit in the head forever. But uh, if you don't have um, money, it's kind of hard to hang him up. Yeah, yeah, and and for I mean I, I've met Josh before, just a, a wonderful guy. I, but for his health, uh, I just think that you know, I think enough's yep. enough. I think you should hang it up. Uh, I do want to talk about very quickly the the opening bout of the UFC Fight Pass prelims. I'm not sure if you had a chance to see Paulo Rica Costa make his uh, UFC debut. He's a middleweight, and holy smokes, seventy seven seconds he TKOs Gareth McLennan uh, in vicious fashion. Like Gareth had didn't have a chance to commence the fight. Uh, and Paulo went in there and did an absolute just fantastic performance. Did you have a chance to watch that fight? I can't remember off. I know Zach um, or Gareth, right? His name is Gareth, right? Yeah. Yep. I know him. Um, uh, I have. I can't remember if I saw it or a highlight of it or I tweeted it. I mean, <laughs> Matrix. I don't. I don't remember now at this point. I can't remember what point I jumped in. Um, I think I may have seen a highlight. But no, go on. Uh, you said it finished in 70 seconds. Um, it probably does look amazing, but Gareth has been knocked out before. Um, so Chin is suspect there. I'm not taking anything away from him. Um, but I would actually, I'm actually, thank you for bringing it up to my attention, and I will check it again because, like you said, it's my weight class. Yeah, and that's the reason why I did bring it up. Give it a shot. Take a look because uh, the kid looks pretty good. Uh, and obviously, like you said, but you know, you, you got to take into consideration – who his opponent was and, and his record as well mm-hmm. and his his backup as well. Okay, um, a few things happened while I was gone. Um, some spectacular fights announced for UFC 211 in Dallas. And my goodness, would I love to go to Dallas again? Uh, Frankie Edgar taking on Yair Rodriguez. Eddie Alvarez taking on Dustin Poirier. Henry Cejudo taking on Sergio Pettis. Holy smokes! Three yeah. badass fights. No, I didn't. I can't. I- Again, it's the case of uh, I didn't even hear the Eddie Alvarez versus um, Dustin Poirier. Uh, Dustin Poirier, that's an awesome fight. It's an awesome fight. Good fight for Eddie Alvarez coming off his, you know, since he came off that loss to, yep. to Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think it's a it's a it's a good fight. Obviously, he's a scrappy guy, but so is um, Eddie. Um, you know, it puts him somewhat still in the mix. Uh, wouldn't have been better if you know, like the rumor said, uh, Eddie Alvarez versus Nate. Nate Diaz, who knows? Um, but I think with Eddie, it's that weird thing. I think he, he's, um, you know, smaller in the weight class. So uh, just confused. It, it's it's an interesting fight and it's an exciting fight. And all the other ones are exciting too. Uh, the Eddie, uh, uh, the McGregor, or McGregor, um, the um, Edgar versus Yair is a really interesting fight, especially because of the distance between them and the rankings. But it shows, you know, uh, he beat one a gatekeeper, which would be BJ Penn. But obviously, uh, Edgar is not is not actually a gatekeeper. I think he's always still in the mix. At least, still is at this point. So um, this is going to be a huge test for him. Uh, I think it's a huge test for both. 
because Frankie yep. Edgar, you know, is he's up there. He's up there at 145. He's still considered a, a top contender. Uh, but Yara Rodriguez is a is a massively huge prospect in this division, and and, and this could really shake up this division uh, in, in dramatic fashion because if Yair wins this fight, uh, he's up there. He's a top contender at 145 pounds, whereas if Frankie Edgar stops him, I don't know exactly what it does for his stock because it's your job technically to stop a guy who's lower than you in the rankings. Seven lower than you, I think. I think he's number two. Um, so And then Yair's uh, ninth or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, 100%. I think um, – it does add a little bit more pressure on uh, Edgar's shoulders because you expect him to win. It, and you expect um, uh, Rodriguez to lose. So if he doesn't, but doesn't lose in a, a horrible fashion, you're like, well, you know what? A for effort. Uh, obviously not there yet. So there's only where up to go like from there, right? Whereas if um, Edgar loses, it's like, whoa, we got a game changer. And especially in a spectacular fashion like AR can. Tony Ferguson uh, is really pissed off at the UFC right now because he was promised his show money. Uh, and I think there may have been some miscommunication because the UFC did give him what they thought or what they believe is his show money. Uh, and Tony Ferguson saying, no, they owe me a lot more based on my renegotiation with uh, renegotiation for the fight with Habib Nurmagomedov. So apparently there's some sort of discord here, some miscommunication because Tony Ferguson is not happy with the UFC. Uh, and he's like, why do I need to do this anymore? If they're not really going to, that's not the quote, but in essence, the way that the sense that I got is why do I need to keep doing this? If I'm not going to be paid what I'm promised. And the UFC is like, no, we, you, you got paid what you were promised. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's a tough, it's a, it's a real, you know, rock and hard place. Uh, I, I even heard someone that has worked with his camp, uh, who is a train is coach. Um, Eddie Alvarez, not Eddie Alvarez, Eddie Bravo, um, talk about it in the sense that obviously when they when you've had a good faith, you know, if you're fighting for 10 and 10 or 15 and 15 and you show and whatever and your opponent doesn't, they give you your show because it's a lot easier. Uh, you know, it's also the right thing to do, I think. But it's a little different when you're fighting for $100,000. It's a little different when you're fighting for $200,000 um, for a show. It's really hard for them to justify giving you $150,000, when even though you did your job. So the miscommunication, it it should be plain and simple. But again, uh, if he was getting points from that, if there were different add-on incentives, there you go, uh, to be a part of it. um, Struggling here. Uh, (laughs) Clearly, I also have been hit in the head as well. Um, But the point being, um, I, I don't know that really the, 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 the bare bones or the, the, the full aspect of um, the contract, but if they promise his show, he should get his show. But I, I think there might be a case of obviously when you fight on it, you're attached to certain pay-per-view points and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, um, it probably won't do that uh, because that was the fight that most people wanted to see. Yep, I concur. Uh, the fight I wanted to see was Misha Serkinov against Shogun. Shogun emerges victorious. I'd love to see that fight. But the UFC has decided to pit uh, Misha Serkinov against uh, Vulcan Ozdemir, who came into the UFC unheralded uh, and defeats, uh, I think it was OSP. Uh, and out of nowhere, 
he's a bad man, and now he's fighting Misha uh, at UFC Fight Night 109 in Stockholm, Sweden. The same card with uh, Alexander Gustafsson uh, and Glover Teixeira. You like this fight for Misha? Yeah, no, it, it obviously it doesn't have the same ramifications, but um, at the same time, it's a game opponent who beat someone very, very, uh, you know, very interesting. And you know, it, he's coming back. He's going to be in the place. Uh, in Europe, where I think he belongs in regards to a market. I think there's a huge market there for Misha um, in general, uh, being so close to Russia and whatnot. Um, but I'm just happy he's in the UFC, to be plain and simple. <laughs> yeah, he detailed his uh, his difficulties with the, with the conversation uh, with Dana White uh, and the UFC matchmaking team, uh, and he's glad that it got taken care of. Uh, he manages himself. Right, he doesn't have a manager that does all this negotiation for him, uh, which I, you know, I get it, but I also I'm like, you know, you should have someone just kind of take care of your career, dude. Yes, um, just as someone that also knows Misha too, I think um, I think his mental space would be better set if uh, you know he, they do have an interesting dynamic with being him and his wife, so there is a little bit of that bouncing back and forth, uh, and especially with two oh five. Um, he's got a huge opportunity. I don't know, um, you know, again, uh, there's a huge opportunity with uh, local sponsors and local communication and who better to sell yourself than yourself, uh, especially in the niche market that has kind of broken itself off of. I know many different little businesses around here that, um, you know, give a little bit to Misha and uh, he shows a little love back in his own way. So, yes, but he's still in the UFC and he's, Presumably got more money than what they offered. Well, speaking of money, uh, California State Athletic Commission is proposing uh, a fine to discourage fighters, a bigger fine to discourage fighters from missing weight. Not only 20% of your show money, but if you win, 20% of your bonus. That's 40% off of a day if you do not make weight. Uh, the vote will be happening this week. Do you like this? As someone that always made weight? Fuck yeah. It's all about being professional, am I correct? Yeah, 100%. I even heard something uh, Joe Rogan said at one point where it almost almost uh, should just be a, a loss. But I would even be cool if, if you don't show up uh, during weight barring, you know, if your kidneys, if it, if it showed all of a sudden your, your kidney stopped working and blah, 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 blah. But if it also shows even you eating tiramisu and you're embedded, you're done fucked up. You're done fucked up. But, like, again, the body rejects it. Like, there's, you know, even with short-term fights, like, fights, um, you know, I, I don't think uh, there is too much uh, blame that should be put on the person that takes a fight on two weeks' notice. Um, I think there might should be, like, a, uh, you know, situational thing. And even women, um, they, they almost should have their own aspect, too, because with females, it's a lot harder to cut weight. And whether you like it or not, Certain parts of the uh, certain parts of the month, your body looks at you in nothing more than a baby making machine, and it will not get rid of water. So there are inherent uh, extra dangers in regards to females. But like you said, um, if you're going to be a professional, you should be making weight. Cain Velasquez posted a message to his fans uh, that he doesn't have a definitive timeline for his return. Back surgery went well in January. Uh, he's been low key for a couple of months, but. You know, he, he wants to come back, but he wants to come back healthy. Uh, I, I just, 
I legit feel sorry for the guy because he's got a body that just simply will not take the rigors of the training uh, that, you know, most guys can handle. Uh, not that he can't handle it. His body can't handle it. Uh, but there's no timeline for his return. Um, are you surprised by him posting this message or is it simply, you know what, just keep up with your fans, man. Let your fans know what's going on. Well, it also keeps into the whole narrative of why he was at the presser for the um, Fighters Association and in general. Um, I think um, he's an example of someone that's tougher than, like I said, too tough for his own good um, and has had countless surgeries. If only he did not say that he was getting the surgery uh, until afterwards, um, he would have been able to at least get uh, the show money from this last supposed bout that was supposed to happen um proposed bout rather so it's unfortunate that uh, he's gone on a win right he won his last one has he fought since i can't remember who when was his last time he fought i'm going brain dead now because that's how long it's been 2009 that was his last fight i'm joking i'm joking (laughs) my god i'm like that's six years ago wait what the hell no it's what it feels like it's just yeah it's just it yeah, he, he he wins, and then, you know, I think it was Travis Brown was the last guy he defeated, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then, you know, he gets yep. injured. He's supposed to have the rematch with Verdum. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and he seems, by all accounts, he seems like a sweetheart. So you want nothing but the best for him. But he's sitting out. They take your time. And there's also a huge opportunity. I think he's only, like, what, 35? The young guy. Not old. Yep. So he can take his sweet-ass time and fight a couple more times. Um, over the course, you know, of five years, really, heavyweights, what the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, you just hope well, that, uh, yeah, I think he, like, in reality, he could fight once a year. That, that he's doing, like, he's pretty much averaging that. Real, yeah, exactly. That's what he's pretty much doing, anyways. Just, like, fight and be like, okay, let's heal this up, do a little bit of training, whatever, whatever. He's had the mat time as an athlete through his whole life so um you know and just you know build his body up destroy it unfortunately and then uh do it all over again the back and forth battle this is why i like doing this podcast and you and i are not in the same room because I, I, I i might have a sense sexual tension good point touche um <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to slap me or punch me if I bring up the name Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather again. Floyd Mayweather again, but this is this might happen, Elias, in June because Mayweather now is picking up the pace and he's saying, "Hey, Conor, sign on the di- on the dotted line." Blah 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 blah. I'm the A side. You're the B side. A side, was- B side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And it's just kind of like, "Hey, wait a second, man. This is this. Oh my God, this might actually happen. Like for real." Unicorns do exist, my friend. Uh, we're going to get the ultimate freak show. Again, uh, I appreciate all the A side, B side. But at the same time, I would say that Connor is the bigger, not bigger, because obviously Floyd is more in culture because boxing is a bigger, even with its down downturn, it's still a bigger sphere in regards to culture um, than mixed martial arts is. You can obviously argue that Connor's bigger than UFC in some ways, because even some people that don't know what really UFC is. Guys. Ah, sorry. Ah. I don't know what that was. Involuntary. But no, the point I'm trying to say is, yeah, no, it could be an exciting thing where, um, you know, the freak show that uh, will still make Floyd relevant, get his hand raised, 
And then, uh, <gasps> and two. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Two for two. Yonder on fire. Uh, on I, fire. I might, uh, might have a stroke soon. Um, but no, but the point that I'm trying to say is... Knock on wood. Knock on uh, wood. Be, oh, there you go. Good. Um, okay. the, point, the point I'm trying to uh, build is uh, going, you know, beating that Mar- uh, Rocky Marisano, uh, uh, 49-0 record for the ultimate 5-0 and or 5-0. Oh, um, but, uh, you know, what if this crazy world, this fight happens and Conor McGregor knocks him out? I, it's, it's, it's a puncher's chance. May not happen, yep. but it can happen. I think it's more than a puncher's chance in the sense that I, 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 Floyd has had trouble with some southpaws in the past. Um, he's obviously older. He's had some time away from the, the, the fight. Um, it's really, yes, um, it's literally a puncher's chance, and that puncher has full belief in himself. So that's, I think, the difference. Yeah, listen, uh, take nothing away from Floyd. I'm actually a fan of Floyd Mayweather, despite his stupidness mm-hmm. that he's done outside of the ring. Uh, I just like the way he exactly. fights. I like the way he does fight. People don't like defensive fighters. I have no problem with it. Uh, but, man, Conor yep. McGregor beating him would be just something else. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Conor McGregor in person yet. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of what he does. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of losing interest in his in what he shows on Instagram and stuff like that online. And I'm, 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 I guess I'm getting sick of it. Um, but I like his marketability. I think he's smart. I think he's very intelligent, and I get it. But man, if he can pull this off, first of all, if this fight actually takes place, it is officially a game changer uh, for the Open Fighting Championship and mixed martial arts in general because anyone and everyone can do it. Then. Yep. Everyone just needs to get their. Uh... Um, boxing license in reality because then you fall under the uh, Muhammad Ali Act if you have a Q if you have a what's called a visa yeah so I mean and I think even otherwise well, yeah and that's that's the only sticky so point McGregor, in, 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 inadvertently uh, Conor McGregor can do more for fighters than any association has just by looking out for Conor McGregor yeah that, and that's the thing, you know, and George was saying the same thing when I had him at the Gentleman's Expo. You know, there's, there's some changes that can be made, and if done correctly, and George, by the way, did say he's still part of the, the Mixed Martial Arts uh, Fighters Association, uh, despite him competing against Michael Bisping, because he does, he still wants to make changes and wants to leave the sport eventually, uh, having changed what's happened uh, in Mixed Martial Arts. So, kudos to George. Uh, before we let you go, there is actually... As goes a- George, goes the world. As goes, as goes George does go MMA, so. Funny how USADA came in after George said, I'm done mm-hmm. with the sport and mm-hmm. knew why he truly left. Uh, there's an actual card this weekend, but it's happening overseas. Uh, Jimmy Manoa uh, in the light heavyweight division will be main eventing against Corey Anderson. Gunnar Nelson taking on Alan Joben, a fellow uh, handsome individual who likes to model uh, like yourself. Uh, a good guy, good fighter. Uh, crazy-ass striker, but I don't know if he wants to be on the ground with Gunnar Nelson. Brad Pickett's final goodbye taking on Marlon Vera uh, and Arnold Allen taking on Makwin Amirkwani. Uh I like this. I don't mind this event. Uh, it's not going to get a lot of play, but Jesus, Jimmy Manoa, if he decides to hurt you, whoo, you're in big trouble. No, it's very true. Um, no, through and through, there's a lot of great fights that I think that are going down. Uh, Arnold's one of the Tristera homies, so I'm really excited for to see his hand raised. He's got a tough test in front of him, but I, I think he, he's very, very cerebral, very, very um, – he's a game 
he's game to fight and he's very smart in the cage. I think he has uh, quite a bit of uh, fighter IQ in, in the gym and I'm looking forward to, like I said, seeing his hand raise. Um, then you have also, um, you have my fellow, you know, handsome ambassador, like you talked about it. Uh, it's a day, the ground will be lava um, with uh, Gunnar Nelson. But I think there's been ways that Gunnar has been showed. Uh, he still has holes in some of his, uh, some of his overall um, game. There's a there's ability to finish him, uh, not, rather not finish him, real ability to um, stuff him. Obviously, Damian Maya did it in a different way, but I think those same things prove true. Um, I think it was Story that beat him um, in regards to with his hands and some wrestling, counter wrestling and stuff like that. So I think that's the direction that, not necessarily wrestling, but you know. The ground is lava. All right. Before we let you go, when you see a guy like Alan Joban compete, uh, like I said, a fellow handsome individual like yourself, uh, you know, it's the whole model thing. It's the whole, hey, I got to be in front of the camera. Hey, you know, hashtag per plus, hashtag main event. Mm. Watch. Mm. Yes. When you watch him compete, do you look at him and say, oh, my God, don't hit him in the face? Or I don't care. Hit him in the face. I want to be the best looking guy in MMA. Nah. <laughs> no, I don't want to see his beautiful face destroyed. I- I just feel like, uh, no, something that beautiful should remain. Um, there's that scene in Fight Club where he ends up beating up the one guy, I can't remember his name, but he's like, I wanted to destroy something beautiful. Not the case. I want, uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing Alan's, uh, Alan's Bain's hands raised and uh, getting that W. And uh, not necessarily hostile territory, because obviously Gunner's from Iceland, but uh, Europe in general is uh, definitely his neck of the woods. So I would like to see him play spoiler. But at the same time, I think it's going to be a great fight regardless. The bad news is I missed you while I was gone on vacation. The good news is I got to talk to you today. The bad news is probably going to be a week before I see your beautiful face again, unless I'm following Elias Theodoro on Instagram uh, and on social media. Before we let you go, sir, what is going on with you over the next seven days? The next seven days, I'm uh, on a plane tomorrow to go to Calgary, where I'll be reprising my role as commentator for um, Hard Knocks. 54. Uh, they're going to have a, def- a really cool uh, theme for, uh, th- um, I was going to say Thanksgiving, but it's actually St. Patrick's Day. We have, they even have a couple of guys from Ireland flying out that are going to be fighting throughout the card. And then there's uh, stack cards. So I'm really excited uh, to be a part of it. And uh, I think uh, moving forward, I run off to Montreal as well. So you'll, you'll be either seeing me in Calgary or Montreal, or, but definitely somewhere different. He's a globetrotter, ladies and gentlemen. Elias Theodore, make sure you do follow him online via social media at Elias Theodore. Follow yours truly at Showdown Joe. And, of course, for all your mixed martial arts news, FightfulMMA.com. Tomorrow, I'll be joined by Earmuffs himself. Or you need to wear earmuffs, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Pearson uh, will likely be at 9 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you join us because I haven't talked to Sean in over a week. And who knows how pissed off he's going to be with the world of mixed martial arts till then thank you to those who tuned in right now uh and to those that have uh, that are tuning in later on stitcher and on itunes and on youtube we thank you as well ciao for now Bye. save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get three pound rolls of juicy 80 percent lean ground beef for 349 a pound with a digital coupon then get select varieties of flavorful powerade body armor super drink or arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.